Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, on this Monday evening, I'm your host, John June. And of course, got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's shaking? Uh, what's, what's good? What's going on? I mean, you know, week nine is about to be over. We got one more game going. This Bears Steelers game. Hopefully that's a, a nice little exciting cap off to the to underdog weekend, man. Underdog weekend was definitely the the scene of uh, uh yesterday and Sunday and yeah a lot a lot of letdowns by some teams we thought were good I don't think anyone's good in the NFL it's right now <laughs> yeah I I really don't know what to think uh, yesterday felt like you know I know Stranger Things is back but I felt like we was in an upside down world yesterday <laughs> uh it just things that we we did not expect to happen happened uh so. With that being said, week nine recap, let's break it down. We got to break down those studs, you know, those top 12s at each position, uh, highlighting those top threes. But we also got to break down those jags, those just the guys, those guys that you could have went on on the waiver wire and you pick somebody up and put them in and could have had a better day. Um, Let's start with the quarterback position, man. And number one player on the week, that would be the Herb, Justin Herbert. 32 of 38, a career high 84.2% completion percentage, two passing touchdowns, 14 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown there. 31.6 fantasy points, Greg. What were your thoughts, man, of the herd, man? Yeah, I mean, we talked about how he has started the week potential in this game. I mean, he's playing the Eagles defense that uh, I think he, you know, did very well against a competitive game. Uh, Only got that three-point win, but a a huge win for them. Uh, And, yeah, on the road. Herbert came through, uh, got Minnesota next week. So, yeah, this is a, a good bounce back from, you know, two straight losses for the Herb. Um, you know, like to continue to see this grow with Keenan Allen now as the one alpha. Yeah, I was a bit, I was a little bit lower on Herb coming into the week, man. But, you know, the the matchup here against Philadelphia, uh, you know, it was it was relatively good. Just Herbert hadn't been playing well over these last couple weeks. So it was definitely good to see him. Uh, have a get-right game here against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, moving on to the quarterback two on the week, man. And, and this one, you know, we kind of said it. The matchup doesn't look great on paper, but you know, when when Lamar's got those legs, he's gonna he's gonna get cooking, man. And so Lamar Jackson, 27 of 41, especially when you get Lamar negative game script. That mm-hmm. is yes, a sir. <laughs> 41 pass attempts for Lamar Jackson here. Uh, 27 of 41, 266 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Also added 21 rush attempts here. Like my <laughs> man, my man accounted for 62, off 62 plays of offense for the Baltimore Ravens here. Those 21 carries led to 120 yards, 30.6 fantasy points. Greg, what were your thoughts, man? Yeah, this is classic Lamar. You love to see what he does here. Um, yeah, I mean, he's one of the most electrifying, if not most electrifying player in football right now. In comeback mode, you know, we get those crazy carry amounts. So he did it again here. Season high in, in, in rushing yards this year and 120. Um, yeah, continue to roll him out there as QB1. 
Definitely, man. Definitely. And tell me if you saw this one coming, Greg, the quarterback three on the week, man. Matt Ryan, 23 of 30, 343 passing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, also added eight rushing, eight rushing yards and a, and a rushing touchdown there. Matt Ryan was moving around a lot in this game. <laughs> I, he actually even did one of the craziest pump fakes I've ever seen in my life by a quarterback where he he's running and then he dead plants both of his feet like he's about to drop back and pass and the defender comes flying by and he just starts running again it was it was honestly one of the dopest things i've ever seen so greg what are your thoughts here on matt by on matt ryan's performance here uh in in a thrilling game against the new orleans saints where they almost pulled off the an upset of their own yeah, uh, definitely nice by. Oh, sorry, Atlanta. they did pull off. No, nah, Atlanta got the win. Yeah, Atlanta got the win for sure on uh, Young Way Koo on got the game winning kick. So uh, good job by him. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan playing well. Got 343 yards, season high for him. Uh, without Kevin Ridley, uh, it's good to sign to see. Uh, using Russell Gage, so you know that <laughs> second time around, that second week is when <laughs> <laughs> they come through always. Uh, but uh, yeah, good to see him use cop pits and use his targets and weapons well. Um, got Dallas next week, so uh, should be a nice little fun game too. Definitely, man, definitely. Um, rounding out this top 12 here, Josh Johnson. Uh, coming in as the QB four, <laughs> coming in relief here. Uh, the quarterback five, Carson Wentz. Six, Teddy Bridgewater. Seven, Kirk Cousins. Eight, Jimmy G. Nine, Dak Prescott. Ten, Baker Mayfield. Eleven, Jalen Hurts. And twelve, Colt McCoy. Uh, coming in for relief of Kyler Murray there. Not relief, actually, just starting in place of Kyler Murray. The injured Kyler Murray, but. Greg, what were your thoughts on the overall uh, top 12s here? Yeah, I mean, Lamar and Herbert, like the names you usually see, Dak got that all in garbage time. Uh, but other than that, you know, yeah, good to see Hurts fall in there as well. But, yeah, it was it was a very weird week uh, for sure. Um, a lot of Jags we definitely want to get to. But uh, other than that, I'm shout-out to Colt McCoy for coming in, stepping up. You know, you know he's going to be uh, – he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in this league, so – uh, good job on him for keeping the Cardinals uh, out there. <laughs> yeah, I got to throw the UT yes, up. Yes, sir. <laughs> hook him, hook yes, him sir. horns up one time. Um, but, nah, man, I mean, Jalen Hurts, like we said, we talked about the matchup is tough. The Chargers are a great pass defense. Uh, but Jalen Hurts was probably going to fall into a QB1 performance because of the, 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 the leg usage there. Um, Kirk Cousins, top 10 performance there, comes in as a quarterback seven. I uh, kind of saw that coming. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield having, uh, you know, his, himself a top 10 performance here on the, you know, first first game in the post-Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. era. So He had, he had Donovan Peoples-Jones very well down the field. He, that, well. that he did. That he did. Um, let's talk about some performances that weren't so good this week, man, and Headline in this Jags performance, you know, I'm going to start with Josh Allen, who faced the Jags themselves <laughs> and also faced Josh Allen. Yeah, easily the number one storyline of week nine, like easily. Was Josh Allen yes. of the Jags, Jacksonville Jaguars intercepting Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills the first time that you had a player intercepting 
a player with the same name as him. Trifecta, too. He got the sack on Josh Allen. Got the sack. I mean, got the fumble recovery also from Josh Allen. And got a pick. The trifecta all in one game on Josh the Allen. NBC Sports Edge headline said Josh Allen loses game and name. <laughs> yeah, everyone was so on this. They refer to him everybody. as like Joshua Patrick Allen now. Oh, like you, you get the full distinction because you're yeah. no longer Josh Allen. It's okay. Josh Allen's going to bounce back, man. These these guys have these days uh, every now and then. Uh, a guy who showed up on this list uh, more times than we would like, Patrick Mahomes II. Yep. You're going to get the full government here, Patrick. So uh, what are your thoughts here? I know this is, Greg, this is like, you know, pulling at your heartstrings here right now. <laughs> talk about Patrick Mahomes in this light, but can you give uh, the people an insight to what you're thinking here? Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, a little little trend. I mean, two straight games, uh, you know, and in general, just throwing a lot of picks this year. Uh, had a couple bad games, uh, which is not where you see. Maybe seeing, you used to see one bad game from Pat Mahomes a year, if any. Uh, so, yeah, moving forward, I mean, you're going to keep riding him. Uh, he just has to learn how to, you know, take what the defense give him. He's, they still feel frustrated not trying to maybe not get those big plays, uh, which is, is part of their offense. I mean, we can't, like, not say it's not part of our offense. But, yeah, they, they got to learn how to take what the defense is giving them right now. Or they can, uh, you know, maybe sign a, con- a person that wants to be on a contending team that's on waivers right now, maybe, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I think, honestly, that's what they, like, you know, all the we make all the jokes about Sammy Watkins, but I think they're honestly missing yeah. that 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 presence in their offense, yep. right? Like that number two receiver that can consistently beat yep. one-on-one coverage. Because Miko Hartman, he's made the flash plays and all, but he has not been consistently that guy. Uh, and and they signed Josh Gordon. Haven't seen the dude since they signed him. Um, so you know, I think. Getting a guy like Odell in there to to be that presence for them to say, hey, if they give you one-on-one coverage, mm-hmm. we're going to get you the ball. Uh, yeah. And playing in an offense where you got Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey, there's going to be some opportunities for some one-on-one coverage there. So uh, definitely would, you know, it's unfortunate because when you draft Patrick Mahomes, especially like, you know, we thought this was the year, like, hey, this guy's going to go knee clear. They, they've upgraded the offensive line. The weapons around him are going to be great. Like, the price is worth it. But he's coming in as the quarterback nine. And it kind of just goes back to what, you know, what we've always said, which is this is why you go quarterback late. Because Jalen Hurts is the quarterback six right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you were getting him rounds and rounds later than you were drafting Patrick Mahomes. But obviously, when Mahomes does have those big, 30 40 point games then we understand why it was worth it there but some other jags on the week man Derek carr uh joe burrow joey b uh sam darnold who sam, yep. looks like he might not even have his job for much longer yeah in carolina if he keeps yeah. playing the way that he's been playing um any other jags that stuck out to you i mean Dang two Jones. didn't play so no didn't Daniel Jones. I mean, yeah, I guess Daniel Jones was in like streaming territory. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Us, so, um, yeah. yeah, 
I think that's I think that's really it. Matty Stafford, Matt you Stafford. thought he was going to have a better day against the Tennessee defense, who maybe he's playing better, but you you expect him to not have those two basically two pick sixes in a row. That's kind of yeah. brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like eleven second span or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Um. All right, let's let's move on to the running back position and starting with the number one running back on the week. Greg, you were saying, hey, with all these injuries, James Conner might be the guy you want to play in these matchups or in this matchup here. And boy, were you right! The number one running back on the week, twenty-one carries, ninety-six yards, two rushing touchdowns. Also got to see a little vintage James Conner here. Five targets, five receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown there. 40.3 PPR points. We know that, uh, you know, obviously we'll discuss it later, but Chase Edmonds is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He'll be out. Uh, seems like he'll might, he might get a stint on the IR, so you might get more weeks like this from James Conner going forward. Greg, what are your thoughts here on the performance from James Conner? Yeah, this guy's leading the league in rushing touchdowns right now. Uh, he's just balling out. Um, front, excellent runner before this, uh, leading up to this point from the red zone. And now he's just fully unleashed in this game. Looked very fast out there, uh, very healthy. He's like probably the most healthy he's been in his career right now. Uh, and, yeah, he looked really good. And he's a bona fide RB1 without Chase Edmonds and not even close. He's going to get the usage. Got 21 carries in this one. He can work in the passing game as well. He's he's a you know dual threat. So, yeah, top five play, I think, going forward, RB1 without Chase Edmonds. Yeah, he looked like Pittsburgh, James yeah. Conner, like early, like, yeah. uh, you know, I forget what year it was, but whatever year Le'Veon held out and he, he got the job. Um, but he, you know, he looked explosive, like you were saying. He looked fast out there. Uh, looked violent in the open field. So, uh, yeah, I mean, James Conner, I, I agree. He's an RB1 um, with, with Chase Evans out. It's going to soak up all this volume there. Uh, the RB2 on the week, somebody that I thought would be the RB1, but James Conner had something to say about that. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor, we discussed him already, uh, but 19 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns, also added two uh two receptions for 28 yards that was good for 34 ppr points anything you want to add on jt greg we covered it right nah we covered it jt's jt's a man um moving on to the rb3 on the week nick chubb man it's a long time coming it felt like but 14 carries 137 yards two rushing touchdowns also added two targets uh which he converted for two receptions um 30.3 ppr points his stat line and jt's stat line are almost identical it's actually really really funny um they both fumbled didn't lose it uh <laughs> 30.3 ppr points but greg what were your what were your thoughts on the performance by nick chubb yeah uh, i love the you know the fact that he just he's highly like extremely efficient in this game uh uh, the thing you said about him and JT that were similar, not enough carries. That's what I need, more carries. There's no reason. Nick Chubb, 137 <laughs> yards, all 14 carries. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, he averaged almost 10 yards a carry. Like, that's a first down every every time he got the ball, pretty much. Uh, and, you know, I still would like to see his targets numbers get up there. But, yeah, this man is a monster. And just give him the ball more. No cream hunt. He should be getting the ball 20 carries a game. I mean, to be fair, they're up, for, they're up 41-16. Nah, <laughs> 
Um, Nick Chubb is, you know, he is their their offense. I mean, like you said, nine. Both these guys, JT and Nick Chubb, both over nine yards, nine yards a carry. Crazy. JT nine point one. Uh, Nick Chubb nine point eight. Uh, but you know, I, you you all you all know my thoughts on Nick Chubb. I've con- consistently said he's he's the best pure runner in in the, in the league. Uh, if he's he's definitely top two, top three up there. Uh, in terms of pure runners, uh, and, and so love watching him run, man. But uh, rounding out this top 12 here, Joe Mixon, RB4, Naheem Hines, RB5, Alvin Kamara, 6, Cordero Patterson, 7, Melvin Gordon, 8, Devontae Freeman, 9, Kenyon Drake, 10, Miles Gaskin, 11, and Dalvin Cook coming in as the RB12 here. Greg, what are your thoughts on the performances of these top 12 running backs? Uh, yeah, good to see Dalvin Cook in RB1 territory. Um, Melvin Gordon, both the Denver running backs had a pretty solid game. Uh, Melvin Gordon getting that touchdown, so that kind of made his RB1 day. But uh, Javante Williams also had you know over 100-yard day rushing. Uh, and, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, just good to see him. He's getting around that area again. And Devontae Booker, thank you for your services, man. This man did what he had to do every week in and week out, man, being that uh, plug-and-play high in RB2. Uh, Saquon should be back after the bye. Definitely, man. And Jordan Howard also came through as mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, a fill-in this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, the game script didn't go what we thought it would, so he took a little bit of a back seat there, uh, but still finished as a top 15 back. Elijah Mitchell uh, got involved in the pass game a little bit, which kind of saved his day. I know a lot of people were concerned about the possibility of him losing some work to Jeff Wilson Jr., so good to see him be involved. And then Ramondre Stevenson also had himself a decent day there, finishing, I believe, as a top 20 running back um, on the week. Yeah, finishes the RB20. So, um now to talk about the not so goods, uh, starting with, you know, well, we had some Austin Eckler finished outside the top 24. This was supposedly a good uh, matchup for running backs here against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for whatever reason was not, you know, got the touches, you know, was at 20, 20 opportunities here, failed to reach over 100 yards from scrimmage. Uh, so, you know, just not the the greatest day there. Um, you know, Aaron Jones finishing as the RB44 on the week, uh, you know, attached to the Jordan Love-led Green Bay Packers. Uh, that was not great there. Uh, A.J. Dillon did finish as the RB17, uh, though. So, you know, that wasn't entirely all impossible there for someone to have a good day. Uh, Daryl Henderson uh, suffered an ankle injury mid-game, but was able to overcome that, uh, but not overcome it from a fantasy perspective. Uh, and then Jeremy McNichols, who I, you know, made my start of the week, that was more like a face plant because uh, that did not uh, lend itself to any fruitful fantasy production. Uh, neither did Adrian Peterson, who did have a rushing touchdown, but yeah, uh, Tennessee just had a good field position. Thanks to like the picks and just they this had to, true. they started the ball. With, uh, yeah, um, it was tough. It was a tough, it was a tough week overall. But uh, Greg, any other, any other 
people you want to shout out as a Jag this week? Um, no, nah, I think you you covered pretty much them all. I mean, you would like a better day for Michael Carter at this point. I think I expect a well, top 25 day from him every week, but I think he should be all right. This is true. Um, all right, let's let's get to the wide receiver position and the number one wide receiver on the week. We discussed them uh, in pretty pretty in depth. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit, but maybe we'll see. Elijah Moore played on Thursday Night Football. Seven catches on eight targets, 84 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 27.4 PPR points there on the week. Greg, anything you want to add to Elijah Moore uh, for his up, you know, his maybe his rest of season outlook or um, things like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's I do like his talent. I definitely for for dynasty leagues, you're very happy. You're, you're chopping at the bit right now. For his future prospects, uh, Corey Davis should expect to be back, coming back soon. Uh, so I'm not sure how that's all three of these guys, him, Crowder, uh, and Corey Davis, are now going to be in play. Uh, a team that will probably be throwing the ball more, especially if Mike White is at the helm. So uh, maybe this is a, a area where all three can have top 30 value. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely still have him as a stash, definitely for at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think with um, regardless of who you know, whether it is Mike White or or if it does end up being Zach Wilson again, which, you know, head coach Robert Sala did say today that when Zach Wilson's fully healthy, that he would be the starter. Uh, but that Mike White probably will start this week against Buffalo. Um, but, you know, I think they will be a, a team that throws the ball more. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that they've gotten a little bit more comfortable doing that in recent weeks. Uh, and so Elijah Moore, I think, you know, will have some role, especially – you know, he's a little bit different than Jamison Crowder in terms of, you know, Jamison Crowder is that short, that possession receiver is going to play closer to a line of scrimmage where Elijah Moore will make some plays down the field and can make some plays with the yak. So I, I like to, you know, to have that, yeah I think, perfect blend of like PPR ability, but as well as like having some deep play ability as well. Yeah, I would definitely want him on my roster for sure. And the wide receiver two on the week, man, I guess, you know, <laughs> with just when we were thinking, hey, maybe not this is not the week, he goes out and he says, John, Greg, shut up. I got this. <laughs> Devontae Smith, six oh, targets, man. five catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown, good for 22.6 PPR points. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance by Devontae Smith? Yeah, I mean – I don't know how to explain. I mean, I can explain it because he he always gets the usage. He gets the outside. He got six targets again. Another game over five targets. Uh, now he just did something with them in this this game. Uh, in limited opportunities. Uh, it's a great game. Um, if you drafted him, you're probably still you know dishing him out there. So hopefully you know we're able to bench him. Uh, and hopefully this offense could more in the passing game could get more right because they seem to rely on the running game this last couple of weeks uh, a little more. Um, and they've been in games, it seems like Jalen Hurts has a, has been playing better and when they're running the ball more. So hopefully they're uh, can get back to kind of being more balanced. Yeah, I mean it was Devontae Smith got some catchable balls this week, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, yeah. So uh, he, you know, Jalen Hurts played better. Devontae Smith will naturally play better. Uh, you know, like we said. 
the you know not the the snap percentage didn't change, the target totals didn't change. The only thing that changed was the 83% catch rate versus the sub 50% catch rate that he's had on the year. Um, moving on to the wide receiver three on the week and start of the week here from Greg Keenan Allen, 13 targets, 12 catches, 104 mm. receiving yards, 22.4 PPR points here. Greg, what were your thoughts on the start of the week call that you made here on our, our guy Keenan Allen? Yeah, definitely love the matchup here. I love to attack it. This is a classic Keenan Allen stat line, like the 13 targets, him getting a high number, uh, and yeah, 104 yards. So I, I, I love it. Love the 100 yard day. Love the 10 plus targets. Um, you definitely see a shift happening with um, from Herbert to Allen to from from Mike Williams. So uh, love to be the manager of Keenan Allen right now. Yeah, I mean, if you were able to buy Keenan Allen, like we've been saying for weeks now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kudos to you. But this dude has been, you know, he's been, again, like you said, taking over that alpha role, you know, regaining those targets there from Mike Williams. And just to think that this guy hasn't, you know, hasn't produced in the end zone like yeah. what we would like we would want him to. Yeah. So that could be there could be some positive regression there. Uh, rounding out the top 12s here at the receiver position, uh, Olamide Olamide Zacchaeus. Wow, I just butchered that. Uh, I had it too. I'm like, I know I've heard this dude's name on the games on the telecast so many times, but I'm sorry, I get it next time, bro. I promise. Uh, Hollywood Brown coming in at five. Cooper Cup man coming in at six. You already know Malik Turner. Uh, Greg, you had Malik Turner. In your oh, life, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, coming yeah. <laughs> coming in as the wide receiver seven. Uh, our guy, Brandon Ayuk, coming back. in. <laughs> like it. Uh, Tim Patrick, nine. Hunter Renfro, 10. Michael Pittman Jr., 11. And Robert Woods also tied with Michael Pittman Jr. at 11. Uh, so he actually was 12. We'll throw Justin Jefferson in there for, you know, uh, as the honorable mentioned, but Greg, any other, uh, well, would you, any, any of these guys performances in the top 12 stuck out to you or are there any, um, you know, honorable mention performances that you want to highlight? Um, yeah, Hunter Refro definitely played well, definitely like Brandon Ayuk's performance. Um, Hollywood Brown continuing to be a wide receiver one this season. Like there's no, no doubt about it. Uh, and yeah, that Russell Gage, man, that comeback <laughs> every, it's always the second week, man. You love to see eight targets <laughs> for 64. Yeah, uh, my favorite, my favorite, um, I guess storyline out of this week. You, mm-hmm. you obviously know it's got to be Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, made it back to the wall. Um, <laughs> I mean, in week eight, right? And this is compliments of Jared Smola on Twitter at Smola DS. Week eight usage, 88% snap rate, mm-hmm. 97% route rate, 25% target share. In week nine, 93% snap rate, 94% tar- uh, route rate, and a 20% target share. Those are two straight weeks of 88-plus percent of the snaps, 94-plus percent of the routes, 20-plus percent of the team targets. We had another week. 
We call that a trend. Uh, but, you know, your boy won't be waiting much longer than that to get him back in his lineups. Uh, be, who, who, who's his quarterback going to be, though? Will that even affect him? Like, oh, might man. Be, Don't like, even get started. So I'm saying, like, uh, once uh, Trey Lance, yeah, once you're, you're right, once Trey Lance enters the mix, enters the mix and all hell breaks loose again. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're going to play the Rams next week. So they're going to probably be another loss. Like, they're, they're, uh, so I don't know. Mm. Time's running out for Jimmy Jess, all I'm saying. Yeah, that's this is true. This is true. Uh Donovan Peoples Jones, like you mentioned, had had a uh a solid outing as well, showing off as the deep threat, the new deep threat here mm-hmm. in the Cleveland Brown offense. Uh Christian Kirk showed well. Uh, you know, considering the circumstances, you got no D Hop, no no AJ Green, no Kyler. Uh, you still put up a wide receiver 15 finish, six catches, 91 yards. Uh, I like that there by Christian Kirk. And then Jalen Waddle, just again, continuing to be a target hog. Uh, <laughs> good to see no matter who the quarterback is. We know Devontae Parker has been placed on injured reserve, and he'll be out for the, for the remainder of the year. So Jalen Waddle, man, is just going to be a, a target monster here for the the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we got to talk about the Jags, man. Uh, I'm gonna just throw some names out there, Greg, and tell me when you feel pain. AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, Devontae Ooh. Adams, Kadarius Tony, DJ Moore, Mike Tyreek Williams, Hill. Tyreek Hill, Van Adam Jefferson, Thielen. Julio Jones, Adam Thielen. Oh, uh, take the spot spot on Rondell Moore. I I mean I had to in some league, but I didn't know. I'm not. I wasn't proud of it. Even even our guy Jamal Agnew. Oh man, yo, <laughs> it's a rough week, man. Amari rough Cooper. Week. Who? Oh, CD Lamb. What you say? Oh, CD Lamb. Oh man, I mean that's that missed them on two like layup deep balls that they usually connect on. So I'm not gonna you know put it on yeah, CD Lamb. I just, I just, yeah, I know. I just watched that game. So. Sutton. Sutton. Oh, man. Did I say Kadarius Tony? Oh, Kadarius Tony. Oh, and Kadarius Tony and Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just yeah. felt from that one. Um, yeah, a lot of names. Yeah, a lot of names. All right. Well, let's move on to the tight end position. And this talk about the upside down world this one felt like we're home like this is how things are supposed to be the tight end one on the week where george Kittle. Yep. yep eight targets six catches 101 yards and a touchdown there did lose a fumble but still got 20.1 ppr points greg your thoughts on george Kittle? yeah it's gonna be the nice and easiest section george Kittle. You know who this man is. He coming back off IR, doing what he got to do. Uh, yeah, you love to see it. You love to see, you know, the the, sus, the usual suspects uh, play well for San Fran. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle in the same week. Absolutely, and you love when you get usual suspects at the tight end position. Yep. The next one here, tight end two on the week, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Eight targets, five catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. 17.8 PPR points on the week. Greg, 
your thoughts on the performance here by Travis Kelsey? Yeah, great performance from him here. Got that only touchdown that Mahomes um, is able to throw. Um, so you you love to see him get in that end zone, get targeted in the end zone. Eight targets as well. Uh, he's going to be fine every week. Love to see him back in that tight end one category. Gotta love that, man. And then the tight end three on the week, Greg. Wow. Would you, would you believe it? It's crazy. It's Darren... like I typed in 2019 to 2021 <laughs> fantasy football tight end. <laughs> Darren Waller. 11 targets, 7 receptions, 92 yards, 16.2 PPR points. What were your thoughts on the performance here by Darren Waller, Greg? Yeah, excellent performance by Darren Waller and the losing performance, but the 11 targets, target high. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, after uh, definitely with the absence of Henry Ruggs, his target number should just explode, honestly. It should just keep going up. They should only be relying on Waller and Renfro, honestly. Until they start throwing deep bombs to Deshaun Jackson, who has reportedly signed with the Raiders. But love to see that by Darren Waller, the usage there, the 11 targets, 92 receiving yards. Got to absolutely love that, man. Uh, you know, it's like the top three tight ends had a party and no one no one invited Mark Andrews. No, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, yeah. It's okay. He's been balling all year. This is true. This is true. Uh Rounding out this top 12 here, the tight end four in a week, Steven Anderson, tight end five, Donald Parham, tight end, also tied, tied for tight end five, Jeff Swaim, the tight end seven, Evan Ingram, also tied for seven, Ryan Griffin, uh, the tight end nine, Jared Cook. Wow, the Chargers All have three. three tight ends, yo. That That's is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. crazy. Uh, Tyler Higby comes in at 10. Dan Arnold comes in at 11. And Hunter Henry coming in as a tight end 12. Greg, other than <laughs> the Chargers getting three tight ends in the top 12, <laughs> any of these other performances stuck out to you? Oh, definitely Evan Ingram. Uh, I mean, he also got another touchdown. Uh, against you another tight end one week, so that's good, even with a, a slow uh, offensive day for the, the Giants passing-wise. Uh, and, yeah, Tyler Higby, also a tight end one, and Dan Arnold. Yeah, t- Dan Arnold has been a very nice Steady shooter. Eddie. Yeah, steady Eddie, yeah. yeah. Team high in targets, second in team, I think, in targets, or team high in targets, seven. So, yeah, even a horrible game played by Jacksonville, uh, he still was able to be relevant, so that was nice. And there wouldn't be... Uh, I mean, we'll throw out Tyler Conklin as an honorable mention. He got yeah, he, yeah. he got it done. You know, team on targets. You know, like yeah, it, yeah. And he's got another good matchup next week. So this is like yep. a two week stream. Yep. For Tyler Definitely. Conklin. Definitely. Um, and there wouldn't be studs if it wasn't for Jags, because you actually need the Jags, right? Because then the studs wouldn't really stand out. Right. It's relative here. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Andrews. He said, you know what? I don't want to go to the tight end party this week. I'm going to stay in the Jag section for a week since one of us must probably – one of us must stay in the records, brother. <laughs> Quoting uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, they must Where, find one. When Bane – yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sacrifices life for Bane. Foolish, foolish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Dallas Goddard. Apparently, Al O got hurt. He did. Um, he left with a knee issue in that game. Um, so, yeah. 
So I did have him on the list, but I will remove him. Uh, Dalton Schultz and Mike Gusecki. We used to think Mike Gusecki needed Jacoby Brissett or somebody who wasn't Tua, but then he started playing well with Tua. <laughs> now he doesn't play well with Tua. That made my brain hurt. Yeah. Yeah, too much. Uh, any other tight ends broke your heart this week, Greg? Um, Naming didn't really expect too much without, you know, the Hawk being out this week. Um, Yeah, just hoping. I was expecting a, a more exploding day from Tyler Conklin, but, you know, he was able to get you some points. He didn't give you a dud, so that's that's cool. No, definitely. And the seven targets is nice, right? Like, yeah. If we yeah. if we make we go out we make a call like that and the dude walks out with like one target or two targets, yeah. like you can't really back that. But when he walks out with seven, there's nothing you could you know it just yeah. didn't you know ball didn't bounce his way. So um, let's get on to the uh, to the waivers portion of it. And in terms of some injuries, uh, Trevor Lawrence for the Jags, he has a low ankle sprain, so should be fine for this upcoming week. Uh, Chase Edmonds, he has a high ankle sprain. Like we previously referenced for the Cardinals, could go on injured reserved here. And then remember, we have bye weeks here, so we are entering week 10. So in terms of bye weeks, we got the Chicago Bears, the Cincinnati Bengals, the New York Giants, and the Houston Texans. So uh, be mindful. Those players, if you put them in your fantasy lineups and they play for those teams, most more likely than not will not get you any fantasy points. So, Greg. Unless they get traded from now. Or nah, dropped and it wavered. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is a, that is a way. <laughs> Greg, what do we got in terms of waivers? And let's start. Uh, let's see. Chicago, Cincinnati. All right. Let's say, you know, you're missing uh, Joe Burrow. Okay. You know, missing some Daniel Jones. You were going to, you look at, maybe you picked up Tyrod and now you're, now you're looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at Teddy B first, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he's 26% rostered, uh, got Philly next week. Um, you know, he's got, Four games over uh, over 250 yards. Got 249 this week, so I'll say you know he got he's basically five at 250 mark. Um, is a, a good performance by him. Shocker in Dallas. Uh, they played really well. He's able to able to get it to all his players. Um, so I would probably lean on him in this matchup with Philly. Be a competitive game, so I think some points would be had. Uh, Mike White, man. I mean, if you're really looking for a quarterback, if he's healthy and ready to go, the matchup is a little tough against Buffalo, but with uh, you know, the way he's been playing right now, I think, you know, in the way the Jets want to, to you know, throw the ball, I think he's in, in some streaming conversations for sure. And lastly, Trevor Simeon or, you know, Trevor Simeon got to start uh, and was able to put up a good performance, you know, numbers against streaming conversation uh, in this week. He's got Tennessee, a better matchup uh, for sure. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention Jimmy G, but I'm not really sure how his job is going to be you know coming in if you put him in and then he's not even in there by the second half uh going against the rams but they did put up he did put up two 326 yards and two touchdowns uh also two weeks in a row now he's got at least 300 passing yards and two total touchdowns uh it's just a matter of does this coaching staff you know believe in him and they want to move on to trey lance soon i saw 
one of the funniest tweets uh, earlier today by Matt Miller, uh, formerly of Bleach Report, and it was like, imagine trade. Imagine thinking that your court, your current quarterback, isn't good enough to trade, so that you trade two first round picks for to tra- to trade up to draft a quarterback. And then that quarterback can't beat out the quarterback that you think that you didn't think was good enough. That's a tough spot to be in. in. Yeah. So quite interesting here. Uh, Greg, what about the running back position, man? That's always the position fantasy managers are clamoring for. uh, Yeah. Position they're looking to add off the waiver wire. Who, who do you think can make an impact for, fantasy managers off the waiver wire potentially this week and maybe in the future. Yeah, I think who I'm looking at this week, uh, first, I'm probably looking at Devontae Freeman first. Uh, he's 20% rostered. They have Miami next week, so talk about an amazing matchup for that team uh, in general. Uh, he got 15 total touches this week, got a reception touchdown, uh, you know, led the Ravens' backfield as far as, you know, his role. Um, the role is starting to settle in. Uh, Le'Veon Bell also got some work. Um, so if, you know, if you – kind of missed on Devontae Freeman and you're desperate, Le'Veon Bell's probably add, but I would probably put money on Devontae Freeman if I, some, not not a huge percentage of my budget, but uh, if I go get him if I'm, you know, maybe out of Chase Edmonds and I'm struggling right now. Uh, Jordan Howard after that, he's 13% rostered. He's got Denver next week, 17 carries this week for 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's a lock for double-digit carries every week uh, until Miles Sanders returns. So he's in that RB3 uh, to that low in RB2 range um, with that touchdown. He's got three touchdowns in the last two games, also averaging 14.5 carries over the last two games. So he he's definitely going to be there usage-wise. And then lastly, Carlos Hyde, I mean, 34% versus Indy. The depending on health with James Robinson, the, it was a dud of performance, but, he, but the usage is – it was crazy. He got RB1 usage. The man got 22 carries. He had 95% of the RB opportunity. Uh, so, yeah, if James Robinson misses more time, uh, if you're going to give me a guy that's going to get 22 carries, I'm, I'm going to put him in my lineup every week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's understood. Yeah. That's understood. Yeah. 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 Remember, Frank Gore was getting 20 carries last year. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, there's room, there's room for someone. Well, four teams on a bye. Uh, RB2, you're going to need somebody. I mean, let's keep bound to James Robinson. Hopefully he can come back. That's what really we're hoping. <laughs> All right, Greg, what about the wide receiver position? Who's uh, who's going to hold us down over there? Wide receivers, as far as, you know, those stashes I like, um, Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore, I uh, think, you know, those two are the guys that have the most upside uh, out of these two. Um Brandon Ayuk, I think, is a little too—he's still a little rostered over the 50% mark. I can double-check that, but um, I do think I, I, I like— I just check on one of my 45 fantasy teams for <laughs> yeah, Brandon Ayuk yeah. and see his yeah. percentage. <laughs> so, yeah, those two guys I feel like are nice stashes to continue to monitor. Yeah, in Yahoo Leagues, Brandon Ayuk is 61% rostered. Yeah, word. So, I mean, if he's still available in the leagues, it's time to make that ad and get him right back. It's, it's, he's, he's coming on home now. Uh and then for people that can give you, you know, weekly wide receiver three, wide receiver four value, uh, Tim Patrick, 25% roster versus Philly next week. He was second in the team on targets. Uh, Teddy loves to continue to spread the ball, but what Tim Patrick has is that deep playability that can get you a good day um, with that upside. I think Tim Patrick has a solid upside because he, you know, he might not lead the team in targets, but he'll get the, the deep down the field plays that you, you'll need from especially a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Russell Gage. 
He's 16% rostered. They got Dallas next week. Um, he was definitely a, a popular ad and then a popular drop. So uh, if you're desperate for a receiver uh, that can get you, you know, wide receiver four, flex value week, uh, this eight targets, I like that number for sure. Uh, and then the last two for deeper leagues, uh, Deontay Harris um, going against Tennessee next week, 15% rostered. And Donald Sweeper Jones, he's 13% rostered, got New England last week. Um, also, again, boomer bust top deep playability that kind of Tim Patrick has, but Tim Patrick's basically on the field every play. Definitely, man. Um, hey, and if some reason maybe Seattle players were dropped, Russell Wilson comes back this week. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. <laughs> we know what that means for the entire set Seattle offense. Yep. Hopefully, that includes, Chris Carson come back too. You said what? Hopefully Chris Carson can come back too. Yeah, him I'm a little bit less I'm a little bit more pessimistic about, but um I was gonna say if Alex Collins was dropped, I definitely if we were playing Alex Collins in a Geno Smith offense. Yeah, oh yeah. Definitely playing him in a in a Russell Wilson. We're playing him in a Russell Wilson offense. Yeah, yep, yep. I actually Greg, if you were the running back in Russell Wilson offense, I would play you. So <laughs> appreciate it. it. <laughs> you no, know, you know it doesn't matter who it is. Um, what about tight end, Greg? Anybody we, we want to potentially look to pick up off waivers there? Uh, for tight end, Dan Arnold, 17 targets over the last two games, over 16 reception receiving yards each of the last two weeks. Um, yeah, he's 27% rostered. I think you definitely need help at tight end. He's uh, definitely a, a play uh, I would spend money on. Um, Evan Ingram after that, 40% rostered. Uh, again, another touchdown in this game, a great athletic play. I think with Daniel Jones' better play, you see Evan Ingram continue to see the ball. And he's healthy. If you're healthy on the Giants, you have have a role. Seth Cordero, Sony this week. And Tyler Conklin, again, 38% rostered. He's still out there versus the LA Chargers. Uh, another excellent matchup. Um, next week, Thursday game, you know, he had at least five targets. He tied the team lead with Dylan this week. So uh, the usage is there. And then a deep league speculative ad is Adam Troutman. He did see a lot. Also seven targets from Trevor Simeon. Uh, 5.5% rostered versus Tennessee. If you need something, go get him. He played like poop, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Adam Troutman, but he <laughs> played like poop. Uh, yeah. Did just get an alert. Take it for what you will. Remember, we put coaches in a bucket, mm-hmm. and we have the wire oh, bucket. Hey, man, I spoke it into existence, man. <laughs> Pete Chris Carroll Carson. Yes. That Chris Carson will be on the field on Wednesday. But he didn't say he'd be practicing. Just said he could be, be on, on a bike. Field. He could be, he could you be know. On a bike. <laughs> could be standing on the sideline. AB, man. I mean, I mean, AB's still in the walking boot, so. Still uh, in the walking boot. Just hoping that one of them can come back. <laughs> we will have to see. Um, but if you don't check the news or anything like that and were your only way of finding out, then we'll catch y'all on Wednesday when we break down Thursday night football. And, uh, as the the Miami Dolphins take on, I don't even know what Thursday night game, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, we can see them all on Thursday night. Ooh. Let's go. Tomorrow, prime time. Let's go, baby. Yes. Uh, um, go. But until next time, y'all, we love you. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for vibing with us. Thank you for kicking it with us. And until next time, peace. We are.